Glory be to Jesus Christ. As I have told you before, in preaching, I follow a three-year cycle. First year, I preach from the gospel reading that was appointed for the divine liturgy. Second year, I preach from the epistle reading, which I just concluded last week, that series. And the third year, I preach a series of sermons specifically about the divine liturgy itself, this service that we have come to every week in the Orthodox Church. So this is the third year in the cycle, and so this today is the first sermon in this series of homilies about this unique service of worship, which we call in the Orthodox Church the Divine Liturgy. How do we worship? How do we worship? This is an essential question for any serious Christian. And any serious discussion of worship must begin with the question, who is God and who are we because of him? This is because worship is basically about a relationship between persons. And if we don't understand who the persons are, who we are worshiping and who we are because of him, then we will not really understand worship. The basis for this relationship is found in the very first chapter of Genesis, verse 26, when God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. You know, many of us, some of us who grew up as Protestants, we might have heard in Sunday school that God created the world because he was lonely. Many people think that before the creation, God was simply by himself. Can you imagine existence, one person by himself? No other people, no other personalities, no other beings. That indeed would be lonely, boring, and meaningless. We have our being, we have our meaning because we live in relationship. And so it is with God. So who was God speaking to when he said, let us make man in our image? The Holy Orthodox Fathers teach us that God the Father was speaking to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the council of the Holy Trinity, this creation was taking place. God exists outside of time and space. 
in a community of divine love between the three persons in one nature. God was never lonely. God was never alone. And God is beyond all human constructs of what it means to exist. We cannot express who God is. When we say God exists, even the word exists, when it applies to God, is, is beyond our comprehension. But God is personal. And God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And from the overflowing of his love and goodness and creativity, he brought the world into existence and created man in his image. God is Trinity. And throughout the creation narrative, and before I even begin talking about the divine liturgy, I'm going to take us through creation, through the whole creation story, because it's essential that we understand creation before we can even talk about worship. But throughout the creation narrative in Genesis, it's repeatedly said of creation that it was good. And then when God created man, he said it was very good. Something about creation was, was uh, completed and, and made beautiful and glorified by the creation of man. It became very good. But then we have a first negative statement in the creation story. Even before the fall, we hear a negative statement. God said, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. It's the first reference to anything that was not good. As a being created in the image of God, man was fashioned for relationships, not to be alone. God did not intend for the first created man to be alone. Not only did God desire for Adam to have a relationship with him as his creator, but he also desired for Adam to have a relationship with other human beings, beginning with the first woman, Eve, of whom Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Just as within the Holy Trinity, three persons share one nature and there are, therefore are joined in that one nature, so human beings need someone of their own nature to relate to in this physical life. God had created all the animals, all the creatures, and Adam had given them names, but out of all of them, none was found fitting to be a companion for him. He needed someone bone of bone and flesh of flesh. Therefore, worship, in its most basic form, is the expression of a relationship between a personal God and his creation. Human beings created in the image of God and 
the relationship of those human beings to each other. In other words, when we worship God, we ultimately have to be drawn into relationship with other human beings to express that worship. Yes, we do worship God individually, and all of us should have a personal prayer life and a personal relationship with God, but there needs to become a coming together of persons who are relating to God together. And that's what this church is about. That's what the Divine Liturgy is about. And this relationship, whether it be with God or with each other, is characterized primarily by love and freedom. Love and freedom. So before we begin speaking about the Divine Liturgy itself, I really want to go through the Holy Scriptures, beginning with creation, and all the way to the end of Revelation, and show you the development of worship in the history of the world, in the history of the Church. In so doing, it will become clear that the Divine Liturgy is not a human construct, but is indeed God's revelation to man of how we are to worship him in spirit and in truth. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen.